Hi there, Jonathan here. This is 3430 and we're reading the book of Romans in 30 days. Widely respected as the most thorough treatment of New Testament gospel truth ever written, penned through a scribe by Paul the Apostle whilst staying in Corinth and coming after nearly 25 years of missionary service. This is the book of Romans, and we're reading it in 30 days. Romans is comprised of 430 verses, hence the name 3430. 430 verses in 30 days. The book of Acts tells us nothing about the founding of the church in Rome, but Luke tells us that Jews were among those who received the Spirit on the day of Pentecost. We can assume then that there were Roman converts among the 3,000 new believers born after Peter preached his first sermon in Acts chapter 2. The presence of many synagogues in Rome by the first century AD points to a strong population of Jews amongst the early believers. These Jews were soon scattered under an edict in AD 49 by Emperor Claudius, who required all Jews to leave Rome. This would have left the Roman church virtually 100% Gentile. By the time the Jews were allowed to return sometime later, they were a minority in the church. One can only imagine the kind of tension such a situation would create. Jews who were once leaders and influencers in the church were now relegated to the peripherals. Much of the book of Romans, though preeminently about the gospel itself, deals with the interplay of Gentile and Jewish Christianity. Through the context of this lens, much clarity can be uncovered regarding difficult-to-understand sections of this letter. Romans begins, like most ancient letters, with an identification of the sender, the recipient's and a greeting. Paul hasn't been to Rome yet. He doesn't know the recipients of his letter, so he takes some time to explain his own identity. A servant or slave of Christ Jesus called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. Paul explains that this gospel is inextricably linked to the whole of the Old Testament. Shifting from his own credentials, he very quickly begins to unpack who Jesus is. It's worth taking note in these early verses just how much theology is jam-packed into a couple of words. Gospel means good news. Paul says the good news of God's reclaiming of lost humanity has been promised from prophet to prophet throughout the Holy Scriptures. And it's all about God's Son. The son that Isaac was emulating when Abraham readied himself to take Isaac's life after a three-day journey to Moriah. The son whom Daniel was emulating when he entered the lion's den and the stone was rolled to close the entrance. God's son, Jesus Christ, was and is fully human and fully divine. Paul is at pains to make this clear. Jesus was a descendant of David and showed that he was more than just human, by rising from the dead. This God-man is most importantly Lord, Lord of the cosmos, Lord of all. The statement that Jesus is Lord in a letter written to Christians located in Rome, the bastion of imperial power in all the world, should not be lost on us. Jesus is Lord 
means Caesar is not. Paul goes on in verse 5 to explain with precision what Christ has accomplished and what Paul has been called to. Through Christ, God's grace has been made available, most powerfully to Paul himself, a one-time persecutor of the church. This grace is now to be preached everywhere, including Rome, so that everyone, both Jewish and non-Jewish, could respond with repentant obedience. Faith for his name's sake is such a great way to describe the appropriate human response to the good news of the gospel. Faith for his name's sake. It's thought that the church in Rome at the time of Paul's writing might have been around 60 people. They are loved and called to holiness through grace and into the peace of God. Paul always begins his letters with grace to you and finishes them with grace be with you. The beginning of Romans can seem particularly jargon-esque. Try to work with that. These verses are dense with rich theology and important as a truth scaffold for understanding the rest of the letter. These verses function as a type of operatic overture, providing us with many of the notes which will be later expanded on in the score. Romans is a challenge to comprehend, whether it's your first time reading it or your 50th. May God bless us as we immerse ourselves in this wonderful book of the Bible. Enjoy God's word.